Welcome to Voice of Possibility with Reverend Jonathan Kwabla Africa Hali of ICGC Possibility Worship Temple, Nelsuman, Accra, Ghana. This message of faith is life transforming, anointed to help you discover your right positioning and mission in God's kingdom. It will help you break from past negative perceptions and empower you lead an overcoming life. Now we see Reverend Afrique. This is Growing in Grace part, part five. Amen. So, our understanding of grace and its behavior or character will affect what we do as Christians. It can also affect what we refrain from doing. Because, I mean, simply put, your belief, your belief what you believe in, your belief, your faith, your Christian faith affects your Christian conduct. It affects your Christian activity. It affects your Christian inactivity. This is a principle. Amen. So we have said that depending on which Christian tradition you belong, your understanding of grace will reflect that tradition. By Christian tradition, I'm talking about Christian denominations. Meanwhile, all Christian traditions are supposed to extract their theologies from a proper understanding of the Bible. What do I mean by church tradition? The church of Jesus Christ started as one church, Roman Catholic church. All of us were Catholics. Then one day, a certain priest called Martin Luther rose up and said, no. He started questioning certain practices which he believed was not in line with the biblical principles. It was called reformation. And so, some led by Martin Luther left the Roman Catholic Church and all of us were called Protestants. Protest, 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 Protestants. And under this Protestant <laughs> reformation, there are many branches. The Roman Catholic Church is one. But the Protestants are many. So, out of this Protestant tradition, we have leading churchmen. Leading churchmen. One of such was called John Calvin. He started writing about the Protestant movement. His understanding of scriptures. He started bringing them out. And all of this understanding rests on what grace is. So there was John Calvin and one Protestant. They are all Protestants. One of them was called Jacob. Aminus. Amen. Then there was John Wesley. Somebody say John Wesley. Very, very important. Of course, when you hear John Wesley, it is associated with the church. So, you, 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 you. Calvin was a classroom person, a lecturer, formulating theologies. John Wesley and his brother, Charles, both of them wrote songs. Was preaching evangelizing. 
What was making John Wesley to evangelize? What his understanding of grace? What was making John Calvin to just write thesis? Almost declaring that the gifts and the power of the Holy Ghost ended since Pentecost. It was all the understanding of scripture. Amen. Especially understanding of grace. The point of departure was what is grace? What is its nature in relation to the sinner? And so this tradition gave birth to churches and denominations. That's what I'm saying. Many of us are in churches but we don't really know <laughs> the foundational beliefs. So it's a mixture. Amen. So to John Wesley, grace can be resisted. To John Calvin, grace cannot be resisted. Whatever grace is in their understanding. Amen. What they are simply saying is that if God decides to save you, according to John Calvin and the Reformed theology, you, you cannot do anything about it except to accept it. You have already been ordained and selected to be born again. Whereas some others have not been selected. Therefore, they are doomed. Amen. But Wesley said, no, no, grace can be resisted whosoever wills. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, freedom. Amen. This foundational controversy has been on among the Protestants. Where do we belong? Charismatic Pentecostals, where do we belong? <laughs> eh? We are Protestants. We are not Roman Catholics. We are Protestants. We are part of it. Which one is our own? Can I tell you? If you don't know your own, check your behavior. Check your activities. <laughs> that is what Jesus is saying. Hmm? By their fruit, you shall know their theology. But what they do and don't do, you can trace their belief. Amen. But concerning grace, like I said, I wanted to end this thing. But there was a struggle in prayer and fasting. God said, look, go and tell them. What they have been told all along, that grace is unmerited favor, is, is a misnomer. The nomenclature is wrong. The labeling is inappropriate. It is actually mercy. It does not deny that we have not received unmerited favor. We have. And so we examine that. It is mercy that behaves like that. And not grace. On the face of the New Testament, we realize that the behavior of grace, the character of grace is simply helping, providing power, providing strength in relation to human weakness. But mercy is God's love wing that forgives, that pardons. You deserve punishment? He said, no. Mercy says no. 
Amen. So, before you grow grace, before you increase in grace, you must know its character. Very important. Amen. So, in a summary for today, to, to, to end this matter on what is grace, you may write this one down. Number one, quickly, God's, grace is God's power to save. Write it again. Amen. Amen. What is grace? It is God's power. Number two, it is God's strength for the weak. Romans 5, 6. It is God's strength for the weak. Number three, what is grace? It is God's sufficiency for our insufficiency. Number three, God's grace is God's sufficiency for our insufficiency. The scripture, 2 Corinthians 9, 8. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9. When Paul was praying that God should take or remove that thorn in the flesh, the answer to that prayer, God speaking, he said, my grace is sufficient for you in your weakness. Grace is God's sufficiency for our insufficiency. Number four, grace is God's capacity for human lack of ability. So it's simply capacity. And this capacity, I keep stressing that it says Romans chapter 5, verse 6. Romans chapter 5, verse 6. When we were yet without strength, Christ died for us. So he supplied the strength for us to respond to the gift of salvation. Number five, what is grace? So we see grace behaving as a means to an end. Grace is a means to an end. And not the end in itself. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. For by grace you have been saved. The end is salvation. The means to salvation is grace. Number six, therefore, grace is a facilitator of salvation. A facilitator of salvation and a facilitator of effective Christian living. You want your Christian life to be effective? You want your Christian life to be stress-free? You need grace. You need grace. By now, your understanding of grace is not laziness. By now, your understanding of grace is not inactivity. You need God's power. You need God's strength. And it comes by supplication. It is supplied by your supplication. Number seven, what is grace? I love this one. Grace is God's enabling environment for effective Christian living. Grace is God's enabling environment. God creates the enabling infrastructure within you so that you can do his pleasure. Because on our own, we struggle. But when grace is available, creating a willingness, you cannot but to act. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. Work out. Your own salvation with fear and trembling. However, it is God 
who is at work in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Therefore, a Christian devoid of grace will be subject to all manner of infestations. What do I have in mind? If grace makes for effective living and you are lacking this grace, you become porous, 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 porous. All manner of external forces will just be influencing your life. Voice of Possibility will be back soon. We hope you are being blessed by this message. For counseling or further inquiries, there are ministers of God just waiting to hear from you. Call after this broadcast on the following hotlines. 0249-039193 or 0274-810065. Welcome back to Voice of Possibility. An Old Testament scripture that declare grace and it's a popular scripture among charismatic I want to bring a certain understanding to it today knowing what grace is Zachariah chapter 4 verse 6 and 7 Zachariah chapter 4 verse 6 says what does grace do in Zachariah chapter 4 verse 6 and 7 we saw Zerubbabel who had to build a temple of God of Jerusalem and it was a difficult task. It was a difficult task. I'm stressing the word difficult. Can I tell you this? Anytime it is difficult to you, apply grace. Apply grace. Shout grace. So he saw the building of the, of the temple as a mountain. And the spirit of the Lord told him, Zerubbabel, this is not by might, this is not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Verse 7 will explain it better. It says, Who are thou, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain. And what will happen? You shall bring forth the headstone, shouting, Grace, Grace. Grace. So, wow. Old Testament. Grace. 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 Amen. So, by the scripture, we see clearly that when grace is in view, when grace is supplied, mountains become plain. Therefore, there is no mountain anywhere as far as the believer is concerned. What is lacking is grace. We also spoke about Two expressions, under the law and under grace. Romans chapter 6, verse 14 and 15. What I'd like us to know is that the law, being the law of Moses, which is the law of God, is not bad. Some people have made us think that the law God gave Moses was bad. It is the law of God. It is not bad. It is not evil. The people under the law are bad. Romans chapter 7, verse 7. The 
there is something bad about them. But the law is very good. What is the character of the law? Hmm? The law of God, the law of Moses. Eh? You are not under the law and everybody is happy. Yeah, we are not under the law. It is not that the law is bad. Romans chapter 7 verse 12 and 14 gives us four characteristics of the law. Number one, the law is holy. The law is just. The law is good. The law is spiritual. These are the character of God. The giver of the law. If you read Romans chapter 7, you will see the struggle of the natural or the carnal man under law. Trying to obey the law is a struggle. It's a struggle. What's the purpose of the law? Two, to expose sin. To expose sin. Can you imagine? We were all sinners by nature under a law. Hey! So the law came and then your sins became exposed. Yet you can't stop sinning. And the law kept punishing us. Hear me? The law of Moses does not forgive. There is no mercy under the law of Moses. Never. Never. You sin, you disobey the law, you are punished. But thanks be to God that Jesus came and introduced grace. So, under the law, we have freedom. But hear this, the law is not bad. The people under the law are bad. Four character of the law given by God to Moses. The law is holy, the law is just, and these are attributes of God. The law is good, the law is spiritual. Romans chapter Chapter 7, verse 12 and 14. However, the law was given to expose our sin. And number two, the law was given as a schoolmaster. The law was a schoolmaster leading us to Christ. Galatians chapter 3, verse 24 and 25. So to be under the law, simply put, is to learn the capacity the strength, the power, the willingness to please God. Under the law, we lack all these things. That is why in saving us, Romans 5.5 5 says, He planted the love of God in our heart. That is the source of grace. <laughs> that is the source of mercy. He planted it in our heart. Giving us the willingness. Giving us the capacity to not cry, Abba, Father. Amen. And quickly, types of grace. Number one, grace as an institution. Grace as an institution. So institutional grace. Romans 5 verse 2. Having justified us by faith, we come into disgrace. He placed us under grace. So grace as an institutional thing. And number two, grace as a means. Grace as an instrument. And that is found in Ephesians 2, 8. Amen. Grace as a means or as an instrument. For by grace, for by the means of grace, you have been saved. Amen. Also, we can also look at grace in 
Another two ways, saving grace. Saving grace and living grace. Saving grace, Ephesians 2, 8, you have been saved by grace. Romans 5, 6, when you lack the capacity, God supplied it. This is saving grace. Then living grace, 1 Corinthians 15, 10. Paul says, I am what I am by the grace of God. I live by grace. Philippians 2, 12 and 13, living grace. God is always working within us so that we can please him. It is not by might. It is not by power. But by the grace of God. According to Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. Now, I'd like you to know this. Under living grace, there are other branches of grace. Under living grace, we have other branches of grace. Quickly. Number one, ministry graces. Ministry. Ministry grace. Write all of them down. Ministry grace. Ministry grace. Romans 12 verse 6. Romans 12 verse 6 that since we have all been given different giftings, let us minister this under the grace attached to those ministries. It's a paraphrase. Romans chapter 12 verse 6. Under living grace, we have ministry graces. So you can see a teacher, a prophet, a pastor, an evangelist, an usher, a musician, an intercessor. All these are ministry giftings. And each of them has equal graces. What is those graces for? Is to facilitate performance. Is to facilitate performance. Say amen. Under living grace, we also have personalized grace or unique, unique or peculiar graces. What is peculiar about you is your grace. Amen. So 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10. Unique, peculiar graces. And all these are under living grace. Dynamic grace, functional grace. What does that mean? That is stressing your particular strength, your particular giftings, your particular abilities, capabilities to perform your assigned task. To perform your assigned task. Grace is not natural ability. Grace is not natural Strength, it is what God supplies to you, generally and unique to you, so that you can do what no one else is able to do, based on your assignment, based on your gifting. Amen. What is your own grace? Have you identified that? Amen. So in conclusion today, Grace is the engine on which Christianity runs. What grace is to industrial machine, grace is to effective Christian living. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. That is how living grace behaves. Therefore, grace is God's enabling infrastructure for the believer. Amen.
Next week, by the grace of God, we shall conclude. God bless you. Now, you have been charged to go and discharge. For counseling, fellowship, or further inquiries, there are ministers of God just waiting to hear from you. Call now on the following hotlines. 0249-039193 or 0274-810065. Beloved, you have been listening to Voice of Possibility with Reverend Jonathan Kwabla Afrik Ahali of ICGC Possibility Worship Temple, Dansuman, Accra, Ghana. Faith comes by hearing and hearing again. We encourage you to get the full edition of this message and other series by Reverend Afrik from ICGC Possibility Worship Temple, Dansuman, near the Dansuman Kipit Park. We welcome you to our following services. Sunday service at 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. for the first service and 10 a.m. to 12 noon for the second service. Our Wednesday services are from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. For further information, contact us on 0249-039193 or 0274-810065. Possibility, a city set on a hill, your church in Dunsuman, where God makes every worshiper a possibility. God richly bless you.